0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube. We went over 18,000 subscribers tonight. I think we had eight heat streams at some point. So you got to make sure that you're checking that out. Hit the subscribe button and hit the like button. Also, post up 5R as soon as the game ends. So if you catch this. Switch over there and you can still catch that or catch the replay. Also, five reasons spell that one out. Again, that's fivereasonsports.com for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others. Full preview of the Panthers Capital series from Alex Baumgartner is on there as well. We do not have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network that includes our friends over at PrizePicks.com, the official fantasy sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you're using the code 5FIVE. F-I-V-E. If you've been watching us before the game tonight, prize picks on five. You would have gone over on Gabe Vincent. You would have won. You would have gone over on P.J. Tucker in terms of his points in the first half. You would have won. So sh- you should be signed up using the code five, 5, Get your bonus, your initial deposit matched up to $100. You don't have to play it all at once, like I said. And if you follow us, you may even win again. So check it out with the code 5, F-I-V-E. And now from FTX Arena, about 20 minutes after the Miami Heat uh, win game one against the Philadelphia 76ers. Here's tonight's
1: episode. Down the gang. Yay.
2: five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Yikes. Where is here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buck to say, you were in trouble, y'all check the floor playing, got a all van. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. Impact with trust, it's power. Have the guts. We here to bring the heat.
1: Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander, and Alex
0: Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. I apologize for some of the background noise here. We're just trying to find a place to do this. I'm sitting up in my seat in 106. Most people have left the building. They finally cleaned out the floor, but they're still partying in the lounges tonight's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. He's back home in the Carolinas and we've got Sean Rochester. He's back home at a place. We're not going to tell you about uh, the three of us are going to go through the Miami heats win against the Philadelphia 76ers. They're actually trailed by one at the half after getting off to a good start and then pulled away in the third quarter to the point that they could actually rest kind of a rusty uh, Jimmy Butler at the end of the game. They didn't need Kyle Lowry. <laughs> and again, there was no Joel Embiid on the other side. So I'm going to go through a few topics with these guys, try to keep it as organized as possible, get you the podcast. And then we're going to be talking to Norris Cole tomorrow. Norris, by the way, newest member of the big three. So we'll talk to him about that, but also break down game one of this series. But I'm just going to start here because uh, to me, this is, this is where, you know, I think Heat fans could get most excited tonight. We've been waiting for the hero BAM game. We got the hero BAM game, but not only did we get the hero BAM game, we got Tyler hero playing an incredibly efficient performance. No turnovers on the night, by the way, in addition, uh, I think making 60% of his shots on a night and topic number two is going to be, he completely outplayed James Harden tonight. And we'll get into that uh, as we go forward. But Greg, we've been waiting for this. It didn't happen in the first series. We kept saying, when is Tyler going to step up? He was the worst player on the floor from a plus minus standpoint in the five games of that series. By far, the 11 regulars, Tyler Hero was the worst. Bam Adebayo was not the worst because of his defense. He was a serious plus, but he didn't give you those offensive flashes that he gave tonight the aggressiveness, the efficiency. Your thoughts on the two of them tonight?
2: This is what this team needed most. Like, if you were to ask the fans, what was the result that would uh, inspire the most confidence? We've seen Jimmy do it. We've seen him take over. We've seen the three-point shooters do their things. We, we've seen, um, you know, like even some of these guys that we haven't expected, like Oladipo, Gabe Vincent play uh, better than we expected, Well, we needed the Bam Tyler game. And here it is tonight. I mean, for Bam to go eight of eight from the line, eight of 10 from the field, 12 rebounds, he was active. Tyler Hero got up 17 shots, seven assists, which means that he's not just chucking up shots. Um, 25 points in 29 minutes for Tyler. Like that's the time. Ty- that's the type of stuff that These are the things that you start to see come together, and eventually it'll start happening all at once, and I still think, you know, you look at Jimmy's line, it's a little softer than usual, but still, he was involved, Um, it was an all-around effort, and it's good to see that this team can win a playoff game where they don't need Jimmy to score thirty-six. Uh, so to me, it was kind of best case scenario, particularly they only shot 25% from three. That's generally not an indicator that they're going to win a lot of playoff games. It's just, they don't do that. So, um, I think that they definitely, uh, took advantage of, of Philadelphia, just not really being good enough. And I think that they, uh, there's some other adjustments spoken, make heading into game two. Sean, um, we're going to talk
0: some about Jimmy, too, because he didn't look to me like he had his lift tonight or, or he just wasn't into the game like he typically is. When they took him out and allowed Bam, allowed Tyler to handle the ball at the top and just spam. I kept tweeting about it. Spam the Tyler Bam pick and roll. Just keep going to it. Keep going to it. We've seen so many times that they get away from Bam. And the question tonight was, would they? but they didn't in large part because Tyler didn't allow it tonight. And I think that's kind of what Greg's getting at is it's not just getting the wins here. Obviously you want to get to 16, you want to win a championship, but it's the players that contribute during the wins. I think that will give heat fans the most comfort as they look at the future of the franchise. And they both took over this game tonight uh, without Jimmy Butler's assistance.
1: Yeah, I mean, to it's, it's your points, you know, Hero and Bam basically scored or assisted on about two-thirds of our points. I mean, so that's huge coming out of that Hawk series where you really weren't getting a whole lot out of them. Um, you know, P.J. Tucker also contributing, only 10 and seven, but five offensive rebounds. Energy does those little things that don't show up in the box score. Uh, Max Struce was a plus 27. I think sometimes we get misled in the, uh, the plus minus, you know, in a single game because Hero was only plus four. And that's that's completely misleading to anybody that watched that game. But, yeah, you're right. When Jimmy went out, Tyler really, uh, you know, they put DeAndre Jordan in just an absolute terrible position. You know, he he had no man's land every time he was out there on the floor. And really, there's nobody at the rim for the Sixers that can protect the basket. So what are they going to do? What's their adjustment going to be? Because they're going to continue to put those guys into pick and rolls and, and just attack it.
0: Well, it sounds like they're not going to make any adjustment at all to the starting lineup, which when we get to the rotations at the end of the podcast, we'll cover that. But uh, Doc Rivers basically said, we know you don't like DeAndre Jordan starting. We do. So we're going to continue to do that. I, I think he might have a change of heart between games one and game two. But let's get to the second part of this, because as we talk about Tyler Hero even though it was a ridiculous conversation because the trade was never Tyler hero for James Harden. And this is one of those myths that went around Twitter for all that time. But even if it was, (laughs) even if it was and it wasn't, if you watch this game tonight and you watch Tyler hero, get to his spots on the floor and manipulate the pick and roll and play with confidence and play with poise at his age. And then you watch James Harden who literally from the start of this game, had no answers except step back for a bad three or flail for a foul. James Harden tonight, five field goals, five turnovers. Tyler Hero tonight, how many did he end up with? 11 field goals and no turnovers? And and I just think as you watch this, the conclusion is I'm watching not, not James Harden struggle to get past P.J. Tucker, who you're right, was tremendous. He was their best player to me in the first six minutes of the third quarter. P.J. turned this game as he's done so many times. It's one thing not to be able to get past PJ Tucker. It's another thing when he won't be able to get past Kyle Lowry. If Kyle comes back, it's another, if he can't get past Jimmy Butler, James Harden could not manipulate Max Struess and Tyler hero tonight, three consecutive possessions in the fourth quarter, when Philly was trying to make somewhat of a run, Max shut him down. Okay. No disrespect to Max Struess. We're talking about a guy who won an MVP. And the second point tonight is if this is the James Harden, that exists now, if this is the and there were national NBA writers out here sitting here, you know, well, I, you know, the same section as me who are basically saying the same thing. James Harden is cooked. If that's the James Harden that you're getting, I'll go to you first, Greg. They have no chance in this series yeah. whatsoever.
2: Embiid or no Embiid. Now, listen, I mean, when we were talking about Tyler Hero being in the same, um, like I said, like the key matchup was him and Maxi. And now you're telling me that Tyler hero is going to have the opportunity to not only outplay maxi, but also James Harden and maybe both of them together in certain instances. Like uh, to me, that's a red flag for them. And it's something that we've always looked at with this team that we thought, like, I always thought that the Harden, um, the Harden and B thing, it, the idea of it was always going to be better than it ever was going to be in practical app- application. And um And this is just it's this really proves that James Harden is past that point in his career where he can carry any point of an offense. He can't be the hub of an offense or anything like that, even for extended stretches like he really is not that guy, at least not at this moment.
0: There's going to be a couple of conversations they're going to have up your way, Sean, after this series. One conversation is how can you possibly max out that player, even though Daryl Morey is kind of boxed into a corner where he almost has to because he traded the Simmons asset. Regardless, we can say they won the trade because they got a functional player. He had the Simmons asset, right? Other teams wanted that asset. Like, they didn't know Ben wasn't going to play at all this year. I don't know how much was true about CJ McCollum being on the table or the Sacramento I like package. <laughs> well, the Sacramento package that included Tyrese Halliburton being on the table. Um, I, would almost, I would rather have any of them than, than what I saw tonight. Um, he has no bag anymore. He has no first step anymore. And the reason, you know, again, with some players, when Dwayne started to lose a step because of his knees and he adjusted his game to still, you know, it became a thinking man's game. But I felt badly for Dwayne that he couldn't do the things he used to do. Other guys who you've seen get older, okay, elite guards, whether it's Iverson, okay. I know he didn't take care of his body, obviously, but even a Gary Payton down here, others, you know, great guards. I felt bad for them that they couldn't do what they want to do. James Harden's brought this on himself, though, like he hasn't taken care of his body now for years. And I just think it's manifesting itself now. And we're going to keep talking about it because until MB comes back, they're not winning a series with Tobias Harris being their leading scorer. They're not winning a series even with Tyrese Maxey at this stage. They need Harden to play at a Harden close to MVP level to have a chance in this series. And he wasn't even like the fourth best guard on the floor tonight. Nope. Ha ha.
1: Yeah. And you're, you're exactly right. The conversations are going to be, there's already buyer's remorse here in Philadelphia and it's been what, three months, four months. So you're looking back on that Tyler hero uh, potential trade or rumored trade or mythical trade, whatever you want to call it. And it's, it's just not something that Philadelphia people are really enjoying right now. And it's only been a few months. So, you know, I, I think if Embiid does come back, if that's the case, that pick and roll combo of those two has been very good. That's been proven. But it also makes you think a little bit how much of it is really Embiid. How great is he versus how great is Harden at this point? Because he definitely does look cooked.
0: All right. We're going to get to some of the rotation decisions tonight, some of the things that we'll look at uh, going forward. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. And this one, you can use the code 5RSN. This is for your premium CBD. Use that code 5RSN. You get 25% off the gummies, the sports cream, the, tr- the tincture for recovery, for sleep. Uh, it's great stuff and it, it tastes great too. Uh, not the tincture necessarily, but get the gummies. Uh, get the strawberry lemonade or any of the other gummies that they're there on the site. And again, the code is 5RSN. That's 5RSN for 25% off. A lot of our listeners have, uh, have tapped into this and they've really enjoyed it and they keep renewing it. So find out why. Go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN for all of your premium. CBD. All right, let's get to some of Eric Spolcher's decisions tonight. We we talked on the pregame show, Greg, about how, you know, Spolscher might adjust to Rivers because, you know, Doc was the one who was unpredictable tonight because he didn't have Embiid. And he even said that before the game. He said, typically we would go in with a plan. We don't really know what the plan is. I, I don't know that, you know, Doc was probably selling that a little bit, but the reality is I don't think he really had a plan. I think it was play DeAndre Jordan early. And when I was talking to Tim Bontemps before the game, Tim was saying, that the Heat should play Dwayne Dedman because then Doc will adjust to that and play his bigs who aren't very good. But then you didn't really get a chance to see that because Dedman picked up three fouls in a minute, which forced Spolster to adjust. But it does look like the decision was made before this game to not really play Duncan Robinson because there were opportunities to play Duncan as part of your nine-man rotation, particularly when Philadelphia went to the zone. They did not do it. And it seemed like Eric Spolster was intent on doing something else tonight, which was throwing together the hero Oladipo Jimmy Butler combination, putting the three of them on the floor. He did it in three different stints. And I got to be honest, guys, I hated it. Um, I I kept tweeting about it because I didn't like it. Oladipo and hero had talked about working on their chemistry together. I think two of them together is fine. Three of them together to me does not work. There's a lot of standing in the corner. That's where the motion stopped in the offense. Maybe it's because Jimmy was pounding it a little bit. You had hero and Oladipo standing in the two corners while Jimmy is running pick and roll with Dwayne Dedman. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? You know, dribbling out the clock. I, I, I don't know that that's something you go to again. So I, I'm going to go to you first on this, Sean, because I know obviously you've defended Duncan all year. And I think for, for good reason in certain situations, did you think there was a place for him to play tonight? Cause I, I might have rather have gone to him in some – oh, Depot's defense was great down the stretch, no argument. But I might have rather for space during the game gone to Duncan instead of Oladipo with the two of them.
1: Yeah, I thought maybe at halftime um, when we had that stagnant offense in the second quarter that they might go to Duncan just because of the spacing um, and and his ability to create shots in the zone. But I I think to your point, Spo knows what he wants at this point. Um, And and it just didn't have – it wasn't in the cards tonight. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's It seems like it's one of those matchups where he could be used, and we've seen him pivot, you know, go from one person to the next between game one, two, three, four. Um, so, you know, he could get out there, but it, the way that they were officiating tonight too, the way that Duncan likes to use his hands, I think that would have put a lot of guys on the line, and those guys would have hardened, and Tobias would have targeted him too. So if they were going to mismatch on him, I don't know if that was the right move, and uh, obviously it worked out for Spo. Greg, uh, Struis
0: did not have a big game tonight. We, you know, he was fine. He was fine, but he he didn't have the kind of big game that would relegate Duncan to no role whatsoever. Do you think there's a role for Duncan in game two?
2: Yeah, because
0: this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop
0: today.
2: I mean, if the heat shoot 25% from three again, like if they're trending in that direction, nine of 36 is where they finish tonight. Like, yes, Spo is going to try Duncan and see if he can hit three or four. So I think that ultimately this was a game by game thing and you could you could see him get that doesn't mean that he may only play six minutes but he's gonna get a shot
0: what do you think sean of the Depot butler hero thing how do they make that work because tyler looked much more comfortable without at least one of them on the floor I, I i don't it seems like tyler defers to Depot, and sometimes he defers to jimmy and i don't think you want tyler deferring to anybody right now
1: yeah, and I think to your point, it doesn't mean that Tyler can't play with one of those guys, but when you put those three out there, it seems very stagnant. The ball gets sticky, and it's almost like they take turns, and the ball doesn't move side to side. There's very little player movement, and that, that stagnant offense, not only does it affect that we're not scoring the ball, and you saw this in the second quarter, but it puts the Sixers into transition, and we actually did a good job of keeping them out of transition but they were more effective when they got into transition than they were in the half court. And so I think that's a key. We have to have good offense. We have to keep them out of transition. We killed them on the glass, but you know the, you can't have your offense bleeding into your defense, and that's what happened in the second quarter.
0: All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple other guys uh, that contributed tonight, and what, what you want to see from them going for, forward. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Greg's appearance is here always sponsored by our friends over at water cleanup of florida you can find them at water or find them on instagram as well and look here's the thing if you got water damage you got fire damage you got mold damage these are the guys to call okay you want uh, this kind of a localized business they're based in boca raton but they can handle the whole area down here and they're here for you 24 hours a day they understand the impact and stress that an unexpected disaster may cause such as the decline of James Harden. We'll see if they can help with that over 60 years of combined experience. They're prepared to handle any size disaster, third generation contractors in South Florida. So they want to maintain their sterling reputation and they'll do that for you. They'll make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle free. Reach out to water cleanup of Florida. Again, it's water cleanup, Florida.com call Michael on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Maybe not after midnight, Make sure he's got the ringer off first, but call Michael at nine, five, four, five, seven, nine, zero, three, five, six. It's water cleanup of Florida, huge Miami heat fans up there as well. So check them out. And they've done great job, a great job for everybody we referred to so far, check them out water cleanup of Florida. If you've got the schmutz, they got the
2: guts. All
0: right, let's get back to some of the other rotation decisions and players tonight. Uh, Gabe Vincent, Felt to me like he had a little bit of a slow start. Couldn't really set the offense. But then, you know, I was noticing, and we've seen this, Kyle Lowry was standing most of the night. He kept calling Gabe over to him. And it felt like in the third quarter, something clicked. There were a couple of possessions where Gabe got in the paint. He looked more comfortable. Um, He went over on prize picks, which we predicted tonight. He tends to do that against Philadelphia. I thought he was okay. Right. Is that fair? I mean, can they I feel like they can rest Kyle now comfortably for game two without feeling it's going to be a catastrophe. But I think you also saw the reasons, Greg, that you need Kyle Lowry back.
2: For sure. I think it helps that Tyler, you know, facilitated seven assists and you also got a couple from Vic. Uh, So, you know, Gabe had some other distributing going on. But you're right. He had one of those games where typical like kind of reserve point guard style game but obviously he's the the lead guard so you know you want as much out of him as possible but I thought it was a good game game I think that he is proving each game the more that he just plays solid that he can be counted on to stay in the rotation so I think that he is locking himself into a spot um, as we go forward and yeah it is interesting to see Kyle coaching him on the on the sideline I'm interested to see how quickly Kyle will come back if they if they continue to win, if that maybe influences his decision to continue to rest.
0: Feels to me, Sean, like you just sit Kyle until you lose.
1: Yeah, I don't think you see him unless it gets to like a 2-2 type of situation. I don't think... I don't think a 1-1 uh, split or anything like that would be a reason to uh, to go to Kyle just because you're looking down the road. Uh, not that you're looking past the Sixers, but you're definitely looking in the long run. And, and to Greg's point, you know, with, with Gabe, it's almost like if you don't notice Gabe, it's a good game. Like, not to diminish him. It's not a great game, but it's good when he can just kind of stay out of the way, do his things, lead. And Greg made this point in a text earlier, like, we never got flustered. And and that goes to your point guard and he's a young point guard to have that happen while he's on the floor. That's, that's credit to him.
0: Yeah. We're seeing the alpha role player thing uh, play out here. Um, Caleb Martin. I I thought the use of him was interesting tonight. I I think it got forced a little bit by the Deadman foul trouble early that maybe Spolster went to some things sooner than he'd like. I like, it's funny. I like Caleb with certain groups more than others. I don't like Caleb with the groups where everybody's standing around and it gets forced to like a rushed corner three to him. Like yeah, that, that's, no. that doesn't feel right. I, I like Caleb when he's out there Moving. with space, with Struess, with Vincent, I, I don't like him so much out there with Butler and all the depot. that combination to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. And, and, and we're going to close with depot. Uh, but I, again, I feel we saw again tonight why there's a role for Caleb but I still think Spolster has to find the right role in every game. Is, is that fair, Greg?
2: Yeah. And I also think that just in this particular run, he is not going to be the two-way player necessarily. I just don't know that he's going to round into that type of form uh, before the end of this run. And maybe I'll be wrong. Hopefully I'll be wrong. Um, But you know, right now, I think that he's going to be more of like an energy in you know you insert him for some energy or defense things like that. So I I don't see him as a as a every um as an every game player. But that doesn't mean that that's not where he'll be in the future. But for this run, I don't know. I I kind of see him as one of those fringe rotation guys, which I didn't expect to say.
0: But even if he's a fringe rotation guy, Sean, he's pl- going to play more than say Derek Jones Jr. did in the bubble, right? So I mean, he yeah. still gives. Spolscher more flexibility in part because he can make that three on occasion. Whereas we saw that Derek really couldn't. Right. So, I mean, I keep saying this, there is a role, but it it felt like the Deadman minutes. And and I don't know how you feel about Deadman playing going forward because I, he, he just has not looked like the same player for most of the second half of the season. And you don't have Embiid who was kind of the purpose for Deadman in this series. Like I said, unless you're trying to force Doc to continue to play the DeAndre Jordans of the world instead of just doing the smart thing and throwing Tobias Harris at the five and spreading the floor. So where do you see Dedman and Martin going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you guys said about Caleb and, and the way you want to see him used. The one thing I didn't really like tonight, and they did this with Gabe and Depot also, in addition to Caleb, was the full court man, like getting up there and pushing Maxi and speeding him up. To me, like that put him in an advantage. Like it got him sped up. It got him into space. I don't mind the 2-2-1 two, two, because that slows it down. And, and we got some turnovers off of it, but I, I just don't feel like that's the best thing to do against Maxi. To the point about Deadman, um, you know, at least he's active. But at the same time, I think really his role is to have that big out there to force Doc's hand to play a big and, and kind of confuse Doc almost because if they're going to play Bassey or Reed or any of those guys, uh, you can go PJ, you can go small, and, and you can make it work. All right. One more
0: player to get to before we do. Just want to tell you tomorrow morning, or if you're listening to this, this morning I'll have another episode of Starting 9. I'm going to take questions for everybody. That's going to be sponsored by friends over at Ubreak Wheel Fix, and they got a new location. We'll tell you about that in the morning, but I've been doing these 20 minute episodes on the five reasons YouTube channel. So we'll set it like the podcast where we're talking to you. You can talk to me and I'll take your questions there. um, Starting at 9am Eastern on the YouTube channel. Also subscribe to off the floor. We were putting a lot of content there before it went anywhere else. And a lot of behind the scenes content um, as Brady and I got to the game about two hours early tonight. So make sure you subscribe to off the floor is $3 and five cents a month after a one week trial. Right, the last guy we got to talk about, and we haven't spent a lot of time on Jimmy tonight. I, I would anticipate that in the next 48 hours, he'll get that knee a little bit more right. And I think he'll have a little more bounce in game two, because I, I didn't see it tonight. He didn't look like kind of athletic Jimmy. You can usually tell in the first six minutes if he is or if he isn't. Um, and he never really got into the game. But I want to talk about the other guy, which is Old Depot, because I keep going back and forth on this. You know, I, he sold me as a rotation player with the way he played later in the year. But I had those initial concerns about fit. And it felt to me, and I'll go to Sean on this first. It felt to me like this was a force tonight. Now I'm not saying he was bad down the stretch because he wasn't defensively. He did some good things and he has done good things defensively since he's come in, but it, it we keep, I keep saying this, it is different. He can be one of the five or six most talented players on the team and still not be the right fit with certain combinations. And I, I know, you know, we had. there's a group of people who just want him to play. And, and I, I get it. And I understand there's a fascination with him because of his upside. And I wish him the best. And I hope it works out for him here. But people are saying, well, why can't he and Butler play well together when LeBron and Wade did? Does everybody remember that? Like, first thing, you're talking about LeBron and Wade, too, too, two, two of the best players in the world ever at their positions. Maybe the best player ever. And then a guy who's a top three shooting guard. And literally, I watched that, OK, for the they first time, months. can do whatever months. they want. I, mean, I watched that for the first two months of the 2010-2011 season, and I watched the two of them take turns and being best friends scowl at each other, okay, because they couldn't figure the thing out. And you're talking about Butler and Depot have not had a training camp together. They they tried to do this thing on the fly. It didn't work, okay, which is why Eric Spolster went to his leaders and they changed the rotation and put Vincent and Martin back in and then moved Struce to the starting lineup. And, and I'm watching it tonight, and it felt to me... When he's playing out there with Jimmy and Tyler, it felt to me like the force that we saw with about two or three weeks left in the regular season before Spolstra finally realized, look, this isn't going to work. So, I, you know, I, if, if, if Jimmy misses another game, yes, start Depot. But I, I just don't know that this is sustainable. I don't know that he's going to find the right combination of players to make it work with Vic consistently in this postseason when he's basically still running onto a moving train.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think to to put him out there with Tyler, you don't want to take away from Tyler at the same time either. So when you don't have Jimmy, it works out great. We've seen that in the regular season. We saw it in that last Hawks game. But, uh, you know, I think it shows Spo's rotation right now. There are six guys that have guaranteed spots, seven if you count Haslam. He has a guaranteed spot in his role, but six guys on the floor that have guaranteed roles. And then the seven, eight, nine, 10, including Duncan, those four on any given night, their role could be six minutes. It could be 20 minutes. You just don't know, depending on the matchup and the situation.
0: And Greg, it's not about scoring. Like I, I don't care if it's, it, it's the way no. the offense looks yeah. for, when they're all sure. out there and, and you're not going to sit Jimmy and you're not going to sit Tyler. So if it's not going to work with the three of them, the guy who's going to end up sacrificing
2: is Vic. Listen, X factor this, X factor that. This team is winning a championship if Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Hero are maximized, and that is not going to be with Victor Oladipo handling the basketball and having high usage. And that's the end of the discussion. So, I mean, like, if they need a jolt of energy here or there, great. If he performs awesome and uh, they can figure something out long term, great. But right now. This is about maximizing those three guys. We saw two of them play really well tonight. Jimmy's been amazing throughout this entire playoffs to start. There's nothing to pick apart. Depot will get in where he fits in. No one else will try to have to fit in around him. And Spo has already shown that he will shelve him. And that'll happen again if they start to hiccup. So I just think that this was more seeing if they could continue to play off of some of the some of the momentum that Depot had started to build and I wouldn't be surprised if he necessarily didn't have a huge role in the next game they need a full training camp
0: after a decision is made that Victor is coming back okay which is still up in the air they need a full training camp they need Tyler Hero in the starting lineup then and they need Vic running the bench like that's ultimately how this works and then Max Schroes kind of becomes, you know, complimentary to Oladipo off the bench. And you're probably trading Duncan Robinson like that. That's where this is headed. I, OK, potentially, if you're resigning Victor Oladipo and I'm not against that. OK, I, I, I think if you can get Vic back for the right price with what he's shown with his work ethic and the way he's bought into this team, I think you absolutely do it. You see the defensive uh, ability that he still has. OK, you see that his health has come back. Uh, in a big way. And you've seen that he can be a primary scorer with a ball in his hands, but he's not complimentary to Jimmy Butler in this in, in lineups right now. And particularly it's not just, he's not complimentary with Tyler because I do think they can sort that out, but it's just, I want to see the ball in Tyler's hands running high pick and roll with bam out of bio. You're not, it's just, it, it just seems like Tyler is deferential to Vic. I, I, I you know, Brady's pointed this out before. I think Tyler really likes Vic and he likes his story. And as much as we talk about Tyler being an alpha, he's very deferential to his teammates. And I feel like sometimes he's backing up to allow others to flourish. Yeah. And tonight when Jimmy's on the bench, when Ty- when v- Victor Oladipo wasn't out there, they needed somebody to take over the game. He got BAM involved, who we always talk about not being the biggest alpha on the team. He got BAM involved. They ran high pick and roll. They spammed it over and over and over. And they finished the 76ers. And you're right, Greg it's about now this team can win a championship right now. Okay. If everything breaks, right. And so it's just, you're right. There, there's a few guys. PJ Tucker has to play. Bam out has to play. Jimmy Butler has to play. Tyler hero has to play. Okay. Go with those four to start with Kyle Lowry. When he's back has to play. I think there's five. I think then after that, you know, Sometimes it's Max. Sometimes it's Duncan. Sometimes it's Gabe. Sometimes it's Caleb. Sometimes it's Vic. Uh, It's a little going to be a little bit less Deadman. You may see a little Morris um, going forward, but I I just think that he fans have to get out of this idea that just throwing the five most talented players on the floor is what works. It's not what's worked for this team the whole year. And that's one of the reasons the national media does not understand this team. They can't (laughs) figure it out because they just know names and you just throw names on the floor. Eric Spolster has coached this team like a puzzle the entire year. Peace in peace out. They can't, they don't understand basketball. They can't get that. They just know James Harden has scored a lot of points in his career, and that's all they care about. And he sucked tonight, okay? And in my view,
2: he's pretty much Tyler Heroes better than James Harden. I'll
0: let you close with
2: that. All right. Thanks to our
0: sponsors, watercleanupflorida.com, prizepicks.com, use code five, therapistpreferred.com, use code five RSN. Check out Off the Floor, check out Starting Nine tomorrow, which will be sponsored by You Break Wheel Fix. Have a good night, everybody.